All right, guys, you really never know what's going to happen here. If you're looking at this right now, and hopefully you're watching this on YouTube, there's three people on the screen. Well, two and a half. Well, uh, you know, you're kind of like half size, like pint size. A little bit different. You guys all know Brian Dwyer. We've had him on from REA. And if you don't know him, you know him now. Guys on a whirlwind tour. And why wouldn't you? A card that is sure to break records. REA just uh, started their auction for the Babe Ruth Baltimore News card. Lucky to have him on. But before I let Brian speak, I'm going to tell you why I have Ian sitting next to me here. Hi. Ian is, this is my son, and he is in the fifth grade. And this year he has to do current events projects once per month. And this month, last week, he said, hey, I think I want to do current events on the article that we read about the Babe Ruth Baltimore News card, how it's going to break records. So I said, you know what? Let me reach out and we'll see whether or not you can ask a couple questions yourself for your current events project. And Brian graciously said, sure. Now, Brian, before I let you in here, I know it's a minute. I do want to make sure you know this is very serious stuff, these current events. I actually brought last month's, just so you know kind of what the Babe Ruth current events is competing with. Last month, the title... Bear caught on video crashing family barbecue, feasting on 10 burgers and Diet Coke. That was our current events. So, so this is where you are now. You are, you are, you're now rocking and rolling. And, uh, but seriously, we are excited to have you. The kid wants to ask some questions. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Babe Ruth was also seen crushing some Diet Cokes and, uh, uh, whatever that bear was getting into. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, tough family barbecue there. I mean, imagine, you know, you throw some burgers on the barbecue, you turn around and there's a bear swiping them. That's no good. No, for you sure. Know, we'd, have, we'd have bear burgers instead. Hey, now. All right, buddy. So I'm going to let you take it away. You got any questions for this guy? Yeah. All right. Ask away. Why is the card so special? My dad has Babe Ruth cards, but they aren't worth $10 million. <laughs> Why is this card worth so much? And... How many of them are out there? Yeah, so I mean, lot lots to unpack there. Why is this card so special? Well, you you've heard of Babe Ruth, obviously. Babe Ruth caught your attention when you read this article. This is the first baseball card to ever picture Babe Ruth. So your dad's got cards. Your dad maybe has some Gaudis. Maybe he's got a, a couple caramels. I don't know exactly what's tucked away in his collection, but this card started it all. So Babe Ruth was 19 years old and he played for a team in Baltimore and they made a baseball card set featuring Babe Ruth and his teammates and his manager. And this is one of only 10 that we know that has survived. So very rare, very special, very significant. And you alluded to the $10 million number, very valuable uh, we already are taking bids. It's already over $6 million wow. and we hope in like a day, we'll, right? Yeah. In the first 24 hours, it got wow. over $6 million. Uh, and we hope it's going to keep going to something that starts 10, 11, 12, maybe it'll break a record. All right. So number two, I know Babe Ruth was a Yankee. We also played for the Red Sox, but this coach, this card Shows him on the Orioles, I can't speak. Why is that? <laughs> so Babe Ruth was born in Baltimore. And when he was seven, so he was even younger than you, he got shipped away to a school called the St. Mary's School for Boys. 
And it was there that a group of priests that ran the school became Ruth's legal guardians. So he was a troubled kid. He didn't have a great family life. And he went to this school. And a guy named Jack Dunn was a baseball player, uh, played professionally himself, and then started a team in Baltimore called the Orioles. Dunn finds out that there's this kid named Ruth playing at the St. Mary School for Boys. Dunn goes over, checks him out, says, you know what? I could use a guy like this on my team. And the priests say, that's all well and good. But if you want him on your team, you have to become his legal guardian. So Jack Dunn assumes guardianship for Babe Ruth. Ruth is 19 years old and he comes and he plays for Dunn's team in Baltimore. So the Orioles were one of two teams in Baltimore at that time. Ruth played there for a short period then the team ran into some financial trouble. Dunn had to sell Ruth's contract to Boston. We know that Ruth started playing for the Red Sox as a pitcher, ends up with the Yankees. A lot of people don't realize that he that he finished his career in Boston again with the Braves, but uh, that's where he got his start, right in, right in his hometown of Baltimore. Pretty cool, right? Uh-huh. So uh, funny thing is I read a book about Babe Ruth, and I figured all that out. Except for the Jack Dunn part, because I just think that's too complicated for kids, and, they, <laughs> and the authors didn't want to write that. But or the priest, they just they just thought uh, the the parents were still <laughs> his parents. Did you see that? So my dad has pulled up a picture. Uh, they showed you it's the Babe Ruth with the red so this border, is a Babe right? Ruth, but who is it? This is the manager card that you were talking about. Jack Dunn's about, in the set, right? Uh, about his teammate yep. and the manager. Yep. A lot of glare here. My dad is on. You have more of those writers. for sale, also. We do. So we've got the Dunn card that's on its own. And uh, yeah. what's interesting is I'll just keep. I'll tell you something that they didn't put in that book you read. The uh-huh. the the reason that he's called Babe Ruth is because his teammates were kind of making fun of him a little bit, and they said, you know, this is Jack Dunn's baby because. Ruth had never been on a train. He had never really been out and about. He had never really seen the world. And Dunn had spent effort and energy to get Ruth on his team. And all the other guys kind of were hazing him a little bit and said, oh, Dunn's baby, Dunn's baby, Dunn's baby. And then he became babe by short and uh, stuck with it. See that? I thought it was because of the candy ball that we liked. What else you got? So if I happen to have $15 million saved up in my allowance, uh, I do a lot of chores. Yeah. Trust me, I do. Um, where can I bid on this card? <laughs> well, you can get your parents' permission, and you can head to robertedwardauctions.com, and you have to do it and get your money liquid by December 3rd, and uh, you can place a bid. So everything's up online. And even if you don't want to spend all $15 million that you've got squared, uh, you know, squirreled away, we've got some other stuff that might catch your eye too. Thanks, dude. Say thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Bye-bye. All right, we'll be able to do My dad's tomorrow. probably going to clip this now. Yeah, I'm going to definitely clip it. We'll send it to your teacher for part of your report. Thanks, awesome. So- Good job. Are you doing any kind of like pre-qualification? I mean, you know, this is, it's an interesting thing. I you know, just mentioned talking about liquid, an, an auction like this, you know, I mean, obviously you guys have a probably the most of the people who are bidding on it are probably known to you guys already anyway, but what are you doing for, you know, for that kind of stuff? Yeah. So definitely. I mean, some of the guys that are going to be in there at the end and are, are in there already are 
clients that are known to us. Um, some new signups we're, we're going through verification process with. Some of them, it's as simple as Google me. Others, it's uh, it's a little bit more in depth. You know, show us that you've purchased from other auction houses or show us some financial records. But yeah, I mean, we want this to go smoothly. We want to make sure that the money's good. We want to make sure when we say that it's sold for X amount of dollars that we've got a check coming pretty pretty soon thereafter. So I'm going to I'm going to give you your answer in the question, but you already have the answer. You've been doing this for a long time. The question really is, you know, why this card? What's so special about the card? I mean, the kid asked it, right? But, you know, some people say it's scarce, right? There's only 10 of them. But there are scarce items out there. There are one of ones. You know, there are other cards, strip cards, cut cards that the pop is real low on. This one's a little bit different, right? I mean, this one's got more than just scarcity, right? And, you know, can you talk to some of the things that just make this one, this even this copy, the red versus the blue, the high grade, the museum provenance, just, you know, what it is about the Baltimore news that just makes this one sort of special. And again, I said, I'll give you the answer in there. When was the last time something, one of these cards sold publicly? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. So, you know, rarity to your point does not always equate to value. I mean, there's one ones out there that don't go for that much money. There's really rare cards from later in Ruth's career and other hall of famers careers that don't go for a ton of money. What makes this card special is the fact that it's the first and what makes it special is the fact that it's the rookie. And I think we can all agree that rookies are of interest in, in our hobby, whether you're babe Ruth or, you know, insert, other players name here. Um, it's been more than a decade since one of these came up for auction. So REA sold the last one publicly in May of 2013. And uh, before then, th- that was a PSA one, for example, uh, before then they used to come out with, a, you know, somewhat every year, every two years, every three years, but there's only 10 copies and people that were buying them back then were tucking them away in their permanent private collections. So they dried up real quick. And, uh, you know, more than 10 years later, here we are. And this is getting the the buzz and the excitement, because if you think about everything that's transpired in the hobby in the last several years, Wagner's have gone through the roof. 52 mantles have gone through the roof. This card hasn't really had its moment to shine. Um, this example graded SGC three is the second highest graded example. So there's a PSA four that's out there. Uh, Most of the other examples are ones or 1.5s, maybe a couple twos. There's two examples that we know of that are ungraded. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, same family. The the, the 16-year-old paper boy that collected this in 1914 kept it in his family for more than 107 years. Wow. They displayed it at the Baltimore uh, Babe Ruth Birthplace and Museum from 1998 until 2022. So it's just very special. It's got great history. And whoever buys this card is going to be only the third owner in, in the history of the card, which is wow. amazing. I mean, there yeah. are there are cards that were made in the last year that have been through 10 owners already. Yeah. The last couple of weeks. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, and I'll layer on that, you know, kind of what you're saying. I may put you on a spot because, you know, I mean, you got to value this thing. But, you know, we talk about some of the more expensive cards in the hobby, right? You know, obviously the record um, is the SGC 9.5 Mickey Mantle uh, 1952 Tops that was on display at the National. And, you know, that, that card sold for $12.5 million. But I think we all know there are cards out there that are more valuable than that. Heck, there are, you know, PSA 10s of that card. Um, that same exact card, which you know would sell more than an SGC 9.5. I've even heard rumor that the PSA 9 sold for slightly more than that SGC 9.5. But 
I think there might be a, you know, an NDA involved private sales. You never know whether or not there's any value to it. Someone might've just mega bid and not wanted to pay. You never know. It's the hobby. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But in any event, that card, let's just use that PSA nine mantle, right? In the time since the last sale, right? Just to kind of throw some numbers out there, right? I'm going to say that PSA nine mantle sold privately for $13 million, hypothetically. That was the same card that sold for $5.2 million in the beginning of this crazy run, the crazy COVID cycle, the you name it, you know, before. So that's a card that went from 5 to 13, hypothetically. That same card I remember sold previously before that, a couple of years before, for 2.8. 2.8 was the comp on that nine. Yep. Now, that card went from 2.8 million to 5 million to 13 or thereabouts million, right? So what are we talking about there? A, a five times multiple at the very least? Yeah. And those sales have all happened in the last five, six years. One of these hasn't come up for sale for twice as long. Yeah. So, I mean, the it, I'd love to put a, a guess out there on what it's worth, but it's almost impossible, right? Not to mention there are so few of these. And in this high grade, you know, it's just going to take two people who want to have it. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit on it. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, so you raise a lot of great points there. And I think I've been trying to come up with analogies throughout this entire process, right? How do you comp something that hasn't sold in more than a decade when that comp's really irrelevant, frankly? And, you know, the best you can do is is draw comparisons. We, fortunately, in that May of 2013 auction, we sold the T206 Wagner in, in a PSA 1. Same time, same auction, same day, same venue as the last Baltimore News Ruth. The Ruth goes for 450 The Wagner goes for 402 Conveniently, that very same example of Wagner sold last year for about 3.2. So we've wow. seen an 8 or 9x um, on the Wagner, the exact same copy, over 10 year period. And this is a nicer copy of the Ruth. And this is a three and we're talking. Yeah. So if you yeah. think about, you know, if you say, okay, th that they're going to remain at least on par or the Ruth's going to get a slight edge uh, yep. that puts the Ruth in a PSA one in the 3.5 plus range. And this yep. is a three. 2021, we sell the T206 Wagner in a three for 6.6 .6 million. Yeah. 2022, an SGC2 sells privately for 7.25. And we've been turning down offers of nine, $10 million for the SGC3 Wagner. So wow. all this is kind of going into a, a blender and that's where we're arriving at the valuation. But if you want this card, this is your shot. If you think about yeah. everything that's rare and desirable in the world, you want to buy an NFL team, you don't get your pick all the time. You want to buy an NFL team, you buy it when it's available, even if that means you're paying kind of tomorrow's price today. So it's 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 really fun to think about and it's fun to equate it to art and cars and other collectibles. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is an extremely rare opportunity. I mean, it's interesting to think about, right? Because I mean... On the high end, very different space, yeah. right? Baseball, vintage, very different space. We've, you know, if you just kind of think about ultra modern space, it's you know you've seen some decrease in some cards, but you know the right stuff has has seen increases. The Michael Jordan market, you know, quality stuff. We always talk about blue chips, like the quality. Um, the hearing that you know the Wagners are at nine, ten million being turned down. Really what that makes me think, and you know, you're dealing with the, the people who own these things, is that with each one of these sales, it will be harder and harder 
one, to ever obtain these things, but two, to come up with that multiple or that comp. Because each time one of these ridiculous museum pieces sells, they're selling to someone who has so much money that they're not in the same position as me where I buy a Shaq PMG and I'm like, shit, you know, <laughs> I got to sell this card because my car payment is becoming a little more difficult than I thought. You know what I mean? Like These, these are people who are buying these cards that are going to put it away. They'll put it in a museum. They'll put it on display. They'll do something with it. And it's, it's, it is, it is a spec on their, um, you know, on their, on their valuation, right? It's a spec on their net worth. Right. Yeah. And when that happens, Chances are, like you said, this is your chance. If you don't get this one, it's been 10 years since one came. The next one might not come up for 20. The yeah. person who's buying this is also may hang on to it for 107 years. It's the type of thing that if you sell it, you have to be comfortable with the fact that you're never going to get it back again. And that's something that the current owners are wrapping their heads around. And they have the benefit of a, you know, a, a cost basis that's a fraction of what it is today. And uh, there's no desire. There's no motivation for them to sell it. It's a great piece. It's a trophy asset. Um, so this one that's available, I mean, it's a very real opportunity for someone to, to get an item that you might not get another crack at. I mean, it's pretty crazy. And I mean, it leads me into this. It doesn't have to be the last question, but I mean, obviously knowledgeable about the comps and, you know, you've sold some major, major cards, some record breaking cards. Um, you know, a card like this, you want to say it sells itself, but there, there's no such thing, right? Every auction house, everybody does, you know, different stuff. Why, why REA? You know, I'm going to give you a chance, right? I know why REA. I've been with you guys before for, for the better part of the last decade. Um, you know, I bought some 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 of the better pieces from my collection from you. I know it, it is a place to go for the place to go for, you know, for baseball vintage. Is that why the family comes to you and say, you know what, we've asked around and, you know, we were told over and over again, REA is the place to sell this card? Well, look, I mean, I think the, the short answer is reputation and reputation takes on a, a number of different you know, parallels, right? So there's the trust, there's the trust in this from the sellers that we're going to do a great job with it because we've got this track record. We've sold other significant items. We we've sold that $6.6 million Honus Wagner. We've sold a $1.3 million Ruth bat. We helped the family sell a $1.3 million Joe Doyle. That was fresh to the hobby in our last auction. I remember talking about that with you. You get one. You guys knew that was going to sell for seven figures. You were right on with that. Such a rare card. You know, but that's a that's a thing where you know how many people recognize the name Joe Doyle, and so they saw what we were able, you know, the the consigner saw what we were able to do there. So our goal is always to um, you know get items that we know are within our wheelhouse, get items that we know we can do well with, and ultimately you know have realistic conversations with consigners, but hopefully over deliver when it comes to the results. The Wagner exceeded the expectations, the Ruth Bat exceeded the expectations, the Doyle exceeded the expectations. Um, so yeah, I mean Babe Ruth to a certain extent will sell himself, but it is incumbent upon us to put it out there, get get the word out, reach people who might not know that this card exists, reach people who might be in the market for um, this trophy access, this trophy asset. We've got this very expansive network of collectors like yourself who are always involved in our auctions. The goal is to reach new people. And the goal is to equate this to the phenomenal stores of value that you see in other collecting areas. And I think all of that came together to make REA the right place. I mean, I'm not going to say that we were the only choice, but I think in the end, we were the best choice. I mean, it's fair. You have a long list of items that have sold to you guys setting record prices. And I mean, listen, not I'll toot your horn for you. You know, the Doyle is not an easy sale, 
right? So, so what I'll tell you and what, what I hear is a family comes to you with that, not knowing what it's going to sell for. And you've made them feel confident that with your collector base, your auction house, your ability to educate people, including coming on a lot of shows, mine included, talking about that card, why it was rare. I remember speaking to you guys about the card and saying, hey, by the way, it's not just this because you had other pretty, pretty great stuff to favorite with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, a seven figure baby with that. You're like, you know, this card is going to turn heads. Like we yeah. know, and, and it's not something I know about the rarity of Doyle. I'm not a T206 expert. I mean, I know people in the hobby who, you know, build that set minus a few of the rarities. Yeah. That card is a major card. And you said it was, and I'm sure what, what is amazing about that and kind of the lesson for the hobby, um, you know, for folks out there is that was probably a tougher task right? You probably took that on and said to the family, you know what? This is our wheelhouse. This is our bailiwick. We know how to market this. We're going to do better for you. And some of the other places, it's not low-hanging fruit, that Doyle. You know, some of the places, you know, might not want to do the marketing around that or try to explain that. You want cards to sell for themselves. And by doing that, and by by providing the customer service you did, by getting the good result, I think that probably is why you have this card now. It's just, yeah. you know, no, you're look, you're 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 onto something. I mean, the goal is to put your items in the place that they're going to succeed the best. And part of success is being able to say that you understand the item. You know, historically, of all the ones that have come to auction, we've handled most, if not all, of them. And uh, that, with respect to the Baltimore News, Ruth, we understand the history. We understand the significance. We've been beating the drum about how incredible of a card this is for the better part of. 30 years. Uh, you know, the first one sold for tens of thousands of dollars in the 1980s. There's been an incredible, incredible um, trajectory of pricing with these cards. But REA has a history of setting records. We set records every auction. We set records up and down the price scale. You know, you've got those million dollar items. You've got Sporting Life Wagners that are going for record prices in our monthly auctions. No matter what you've got going on with us, it's going to be exposed to the the best bidder base possible. So, I mean, I have to bring it up, right? Um, but I'll bring it up in a different way probably than you were expecting. I remember when this item was, uh, the, the Baltimore News on Collectible was launched. And they were talking about how, you know, the valuation of the card and you name it. And I had Ezra from Collectible on. And the first thought that I had was before having him on an interview, wow, how are you putting this kind of valuation on this card? No one's ever heard of this card. You know, how, the last time it sold, it didn't sell for anything near that. But I do my homework. And I, I reached out to three people who I know know this card well. And I said, I need you to give me a valuation on this and tell me how crazy it is that collectibles valuing this thing in the millions, six million, eight million dollars. So tell me how crazy they are. And all three of them in the first five seconds ago were like, let me stop you. They might be low. Yeah. Every one of them said the same thing. And I'm, this is not a lie, right? Yeah. You know, I was shocked, right? And and the more I learn about the card, the more you see how cards in general, especially in this type, the Wagners, the high-grade mantles, how they've multiplied over time, the more you realize that, you know, six or eight million on this is a bargain. As you can see, it's already at 6.3, you know, in, in after 24 hours. So it, it, it has that history attached to it. And I remember researching it. I remember doing several hours worth of, 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 of digging myself and talking to people about the card. Um, and people are like, yeah, you know, if I had one card, like if I had unlimited amount of funds and I could buy one card, this would be the first one I grab just because almost all the other ones, you can get one. 
right? Yeah. You can find a Wagner. Think about how many Wagners have come up for sale since the last one of these was available for someone. But think of how many even high grade mantles have come up. And forget yeah. about your LeBrons and your, you know, your Michael Jordan, even your PMGs, you know, your 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 Tom Brady's. This is just one where when it comes up, you if you have the means, you have to grab it because you don't know when you're getting another chance to. It's pretty crazy to hear that. It, it's nuts. And I've actually done my homework, obviously. I mean, I'm living and breathing this card <laughs> for the last several months. Um, I can tell you 22 Tito six Wagners have sold wow. since the last one. That? Think about that. I mean, that it's only 10 of this card and 22 of the Wagners have sold since that's crazy. Correct. So 22 Wagners, there's only 10 of these known. There's approximately 60 Wagners known PSA and SGC have combined to grade over 2,852 mantles. I mean, the numbers are so, I mean, it, it's it's insane how many more mantles are out there than this Ruth card. And you look at the prices that are being turned in, even for eights. I mean, eights are not um, statistically a super rare card, but they're very desirable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty wild when you think about it. And I've had a lot of conversations with buyers, potential buyers over the years where, you know, you have to sometimes be that guy that's going to step out on the ledge and 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 set the set the record price. And it might feel a little uncomfortable, but what you've done is you've set it up for that item to generally be worth more the next day. You know, the day after we sold the Wagner, we had people coming to us and saying, oh man, that's a great price. You think the guy would want to make a hundred grand profit yep. on it? Yep. You know, just because they didn't have the confidence to go out and, and set the record. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a special buyer that that buys this piece. It's going to be a special number, whatever the number is. And it might be, you know, Ian might be hosting this show the next time one of these sells. I mean, it's valid. It really is. And I mean, for anybody who's listening to this and thinking, no, you can't set a record. You can't jump out on you know, on a limb. I remember the Mantle 9 that sold the 5.2. The one that we're, we're thinking now is we're two and a half, if not more. Uh, you know, I remember that. And I remember the conversations that were going on about, Wow, you're going to pay 5.2 for that? The last one only sold for 2.8. Wow, 5.2? And think about that. Going out on that limb, going almost double what the last comp was not that long before. I mean, it was a great move. Talk about you know the value that has been added to that card since. And I think you're right. I think, you know, well, you know it. Because you see these cards sell, and all of a sudden, the next day, the next week, you get a phone call. What? Really? Like, I could have got it for that much? You know, wow. I, I didn't, you know, people, people, uh. It does. It takes kind of a special bidder. I have a feeling, though, there are at least a few people who are going to go pretty high on this one. I would be surprised. This is just me. I'd yeah. be surprised if this doesn't set a record for the highest publicly sold card ever. I'd be surprised. Well, I, I hope so. I mean, obviously, we believe it has the potential. We believe that it's deserving. If you look at the list of the cards, this is this is right in there. It's deserving of a spot in the one, two, or three spot. It's already in the in the three spot. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's why we play the game. If you're listening to this in the lead up to the auction, why I say that, right, it's it's Babe Ruth. I mean, it's Babe Ruth. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I know Honus Wagner. And he was great, you know, and he was great for, you know, for the time. And Mickey Mantle, it's, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's like what they said in the Sandlot, right? A little greater than a man, but just slightly less than a god. I probably screwed that up, but you get the point, right? I mean, you know, you think baseball, that is the first that's the first name that you think of. 
He needs and, no introduction. I mean, when yeah. I sold, when I sold that six point six million dollar Wagner, I had to give a, a dissertation of who's Wagner. Oh, here he's in the Hall of Fame. Here's what position he played. Here's what teams he played with. Here's why he's significant. Babe Ruth, hard stop. Yep, that's it. I mean, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it needs nothing further than that. Well, listen. Uh, before I let you go, what day does it end? Because I know there's probably four or five listeners out there, four or 500 maybe, who want to bid on it now. They want to get their bids in before it gets to seven, $8 million, just to lock it in so they could bid again at 10, 12, 13, 17 during extended bidding. Yeah. When's it end? December 3rd. You have to qualify by 9 p.m. Eastern on the 3rd. And then after that, we lock everybody in a virtual room and we say, duke it out. That's it. It's like an escape room. Yeah, <laughs> the person who can escape can escape with the card. I love it. Well, I mean, it's worth watching. And there are some really cool pieces in the auction as well, guys. Um, if you don't happen to have $15 million laying around like Ian from his allowance saved up, um, you know, is, I like the rest of the set. What's amazing yeah. about that, I, I, I may or may not have already bid on uh, uh, because, look, you've seen it happen, right? I mean, who the hell is Johnny Moore? Everybody yeah. knows from his 86 Fleer set, you know what I mean? Like, you know, those the, the iconic cards make iconic sets. It's just what happens. You know, 52 tops, I know who Andy Pafko is. Not because I watched him play, but because I know he's card number one for the 52 top set. And it's got, you know, tough condition. How about Benny Bengal, right? Number one for your 33 set because, yeah. you know, condition sensitive. Um, so I have a feeling... You're not gonna be able to get any of these cards pretty soon, right? I mean, pretty damn, pretty damn rare. It'll be fun to watch. Love having you on. Thank you very much, and thanks for letting Ian ask some questions. That'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll clip that. And we'll show it to his class, and then awesome. he'll get a little he'll get a little visual uh, current events. Thanks, guys. This is uh, it's Brian Dwyer from REA. Check out the site. Um, they have modern stuff too. You know, I mean, and and I'll tell you, um, you know, obviously we're here to talk about the Babe Ruth, but. Um, you know, probably acting against my own interest here, but you know, this is what happens. I get some really cool stuff, not just you know, 80s baseball that I collect, but they've got some modern basketball. I mean, they get they can run the whole gamut over there. And sometimes, you know, people aren't looking for it, and you're able to uh, you're able to get in there and get a cool piece for the right price. Thanks, Brian. I right, appreciate thanks, having man. you on. Yep. Good luck. Wait, before I let you go, how was Al Roker? Was that fun <laughs> or what? It was awesome, you know. Nice, nice to be there. Grew up watching the Today Show, and it was pretty cool to be at the at the uh, at the studio with him. For a lifer like you, and I know your story, it's pretty cool to see where baseball cards. I'm still calling it baseball cards. I don't care what anybody says. Where yeah. baseball cards take you, right? Without a doubt, it's pretty awesome. Thanks, Brian. All right, thanks, Gage.